0: This podcast is brought to you by Harness Racing New South Wales.
1: It's good times all round at Harness Racing across New South Wales as the state's finest horses and drivers go wheel to wheel. With something for everyone, a trip to the trots is the perfect place to take family and friends. It's easy, affordable and action-packed, so get down to your local track and experience it first-hand. Get all the info at harnessmediacentre.com.au and we'll see you at the track for good times all round. 20-year-old Cameron Hart is one of a very strong group of young drivers currently active in Australasian harness racing. As the winner of last season's New South Wales Junior title, he recently represented his state in the Australasian Young Drivers' Championship during the Auckland Inter-Dominion, finishing second on the points table behind New Zealand's Sarah O'Reilly. As the leading Australian points scorer in New Zealand, he now goes to Sweden in December to represent his country in a new international series called the Gould Cloaken to be staged at the famous Solvalla Raceway in Stockholm. Cameron Hart was born into trotting families on both sides of his pedigree, but nobody expected him to come so far so quickly. In less than four years of professional race driving, Cam has posted 270 winners and the New South Wales Junior title last season. He works full-time for Menangle trainer Shane Sanderson while his services are utilised by several astute Sydney stables. The young bloke takes it all in his stride and has his feet planted firmly on the ground and he's online to talk to me on the podcast. Thanks for your time, Cam.
0: Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on.
1: We're chatting the morning after the Menangle meeting where you won a country series final on a horse called Metal Rock for my old mate Colin Thomas from Leeton. I bet Cole was thrilled a bit.
0: Yeah, he was thrilled. He was. Um, yeah, he was absolutely stoked. It's a, a bit of a trip up the menangle for those guys down in the country but um to come away with the rewards was uh, great and that was mm. a big thrill for him
1: can he win another one at menangle
0: i think so yeah um i was really happy with the horse's run he um i was able to make a mid-race move to the chair and he was good enough to hang on he showed a bit of bottom up straight to fight on um to the run to my outside I was sort of making a late dash um up the straight but he was he fought on really well
1: he wanted to win
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, he really dug in and um, nah, Cole, when he brings a horse to the races, he's always got him spot on and, and ready to, you know, fight out the finish.
1: You must be absolutely bewildered by the speed at which things have happened for you since you kicked off in 2016. It's been a great ride.
0: Yeah, it certainly has. Um, you know, when I first started driving, I wasn't sure what to expect really. um, You know, I didn't have too many high expectations. I was just going to sort of poke along and see how we, how I went and um, that's all just sort of went from one step to another and, um, you know, making the move to Sydney was sort of a, turned out a great one now and uh, just having a lot of luck and, you know, a lot of support from the trainers and owners up here have um, really kicked me off.
1: Your recent New Zealand trip must have been a terrific experience for a 20-year-old. You competed in 10 races on four different tracks and you came into the final leg at Alexandra Park, 11 points behind Sarah O'Reilly. Now, you needed a win or a second. I think you ran sixth.
0: Yeah, no, it was just a, a great trip. Um, no, it's a trip of a lifetime. And uh, to, you know, go into the series uh, with those sort of drivers, they were great people and we just had a great time. And, you know, to drive a winner at Addington, that was a massive thrill, you know, you Mm. Sort of sit across here in Sydney, watching the New Zealand Cups and that run there, and it's just such a great track uh, with a lot of history. And to be over there for my first drive and and get a winner on on that track, it was um, quite a big thrill. And no, just the series, it was, yeah, no, it was a really good time. And you know, with those sort of things, you get to meet new people and um, no, just have new experiences, new tracks, and that um, no, was awesome.
1: Another track you competed on was Methven. On the South Island, it's a big grass track, and that was something you hadn't done before.
0: Yeah, that was great. That was great. Um, I wasn't real sure what to expect. I thought it might have been a little bit rough in that with the grass. Um, yeah, being my first time, sort of wasn't yeah wasn't sure about how it sort of feel in that. But now it was a great track, and um, you know they don't have the gallops on that track, so it was really smooth and good ride, and it was just something different, and um, mm. no, I really enjoyed that sort of side of it.
1: Well, that New Zealand trip has springboarded you now into a European adventure, the gold cloaken in December. I think that word is the Swedish for gold watch, and uh, I'm not sure whether the winning owner gets an expensive gold watch or every driver that competes in the series gets a gold watch, but you'll find out soon enough.
0: Yeah, we'll find out soon enough, but no, it's a trip of a lifetime, and... You know, to go over there and, and drive on a, a great track like uh, Savala, that's just going to be going to be awesome. And, you know, they say the trotters are really, you know, um, really nice trotters, nice, smooth-going horses. So, um, no, I mm. just can't wait to get over there and, and see sort of how they all do it over, over that side of the world.
1: Well, there's no such thing as a pacer, of course, in Europe, but you've been getting plenty of practice recently at Menangle Driving Square Trotters. Do you enjoy them?
0: Yeah, I love the trotters. Um, probably, you know, I've been driving uh, a few trotters for randos probably for 18 months now, but probably the last six months have been quite busy with um, a number of stables with the trotters and that's uh, a great feeling driving a nice trotter. Um, yeah, but I uh, really, yeah, really love driving the, the mm. trotters and they just give you a really good feel when you sit behind a nice one. Well, that
1: win on Metal Rock on Saturday night takes you to 35 for the new season, so you're off to a really good start. And last season, you won the junior premiership with 95 wins, and the season before that, you won 71 races. And in that first season in Sydney, you were only here for 10 months of the time. Terrific start.
0: Yeah, it's just been a great start. It's been a bit overwhelming with the support I've sort of uh, had from the trainers and owners up here. I um, can't thank them enough. Uh, without them putting me on, I wouldn't be where I am now, so... Um, that's no, just been sort of overwhelming. Like I said, wasn't really sure what to expect when I moved up from the country, and that's no, just been great so far.
1: Well, Cam, you were born and reared in Junee, a staunch trotting town if ever there was one, and it's been home to great horses and great horsemen for many, many decades. Now, your mum, Michelle, is a niece of the late Alan Harpley who took welcome advice to an Inter-Dominion Grand Final in 1972, and Bruce Harpley, who's very active and very successful in the river arena, is your second cousin. Now, do you remember Alan Harpley? I think Alan died in 2012, so uh, you were a bit of a kid then.
0: Yeah, that's right. I've sort of got vague um, memories of Uncle Alan, you know, getting around uh, the g a trotting track and the trials and that, but... Um, you know, he was sick for quite a, a long time there before he, he passed. So, um, just got sort of vague memories of him. But, you know, growing up around um, all those great horsemen, um, that no, really gives you the step up into the industry.
1: Mm. Have you heard mention of Welcome Advice's name in the family over the years?
0: Yeah, for sure. He um he gets a mention every now and then at, at Christmases and things. Um, there's always stories about Welcome Advice. He was. Such a great horse, and it was a big thrill for the family to uh, win the Inter-Dominion in uh, 72. Well, he was a
1: mighty horse. I think he won up around 50 races in total, but I had the pleasure to call him once in the 1972 Inter-Dominion Grand Final on the old Albion Park track when they went the other way around. They went right-handed then, and in all of the great Group 1 harness races I've seen, uh, I've got to say, I, I haven't seen many finish quicker than he did that night. His sprint in the home straight was electric.
0: Yeah, no, he was, uh, he was definitely a great horse and, um, you know, it probably just um, makes you sort of keep working away and try and find another one like him. It'd be nice. Also,
1: mm, will it would. Like Chris Geary and several other top drivers of the current era, you cut your teeth on mini trotters. And you had a terrific little pony called Energizer who won everything in his day.
0: Yeah, he was a great pony. Um, you know, probably taking that step from the Shetland up to um, Energizer in the pony division was great for me. And sort of he was a horse that, you know, he was a, he was a little bit more like a, a big pacer than a little mini trotter. He mm. really taught me how to sort of balance a trotter up and, and just sort of used to get up on the bit a bit for a pony and just sort of taught you how to drive a bit. But he was just a wonderful little pony. He was such a, a gentleman around the around the home and he you know, was just great to drive and had plenty of big thrills as a kid um, coming up to Manangle and mm. winning the big big races, uh, the Miracle Mile and the Inter Dominion. Mm, for the mini trotters. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> now, Cam, he was the the horse to take you out onto that big Manangle track for the very first time. And it made quite an impression on you, didn't it?
0: Yeah, it was great. You know, a uh, country kid coming up to the Big Smoke. And, um, no, it's great for the kids that um, can come up, come up and uh, have a drive at Manangle. It's such a nice big track. And, you know, I definitely got hooked on, on the nice big track and the sort of the city racing from that on, really.
1: The Mini Trot movement is alive and well all over Australia, and I'm sure many more top drivers of tomorrow will come through the ranks.
0: Yeah, definitely, it's a great platform for the kids um, to you know have their ponies and get around the race meetings, and it sort of they can then take the step to you know find a trainer there at the races to help out, and then it all just sort of rolls on from there. So um, mm. that's a great platform and. Without that, you wouldn't have the young kids coming through the sport. So it's um, definitely uh, in, an important aspect of the industry for sure.
1: You were 15 when you went to work for your mum's brother, your uncle Trevor White. Now, you've always said that he taught you all of the fundamentals and remains an inspiration to you to this day.
0: Yeah, for sure. Trevor, um, he taught me everything I know at not so much of the race driving side of it, but um, just from uh, really from the start, just how to work with a horse and, you know, probably be more of a horseman than a, a driver to start with and just how to look after a horse and how to work with a horse. He's um, such a great horseman and, you know, he's, uh, he's a man of few words, but if you just watch his actions, um, you'll, you'll learn a lot.
1: <laughs> mm. Well, it was Uncle Trev who provided you with that magical first winner, it was at an Albury meeting on the second of April, 2016. The horse was called Ideal Investment. Were you nervous?
0: I was a little, yeah. I was I was a little. Um, sort of. Once I got out on the track, I felt a lot better. Probably a bit few nerves hanging about. Um, you know, the day of the race. But once I was out there, I was felt really comfortable and. No, I, was just sort of, I knew there was no pressure on me, Trev's um, really easy going and he just said sort of go out and have fun and see how you go and no, I was lucky enough to get a nice uh, run off the fence into the running line and um, mm. Trev had the horse spot on that night and he was uh, too good for them.
1: You came off the second row, that was a bit of a test?
0: Yeah, yeah it was a bit of a test, he was sort of a fancy runner and drawing the inside of the back row was a little bit of a tricky drive for me for my first drive but um I was lucky enough to get a little gap off the fence early and um, come around and late, but, no, it was a great thrill.
1: Well, it was only two days later when your second winner came up. You went to Canberra and you won on Ravishing Girl for the Sloys Company. Trainer was Noel Morris. Now, you were virtually an unknown. How did you get on that one?
0: Yeah, so my sister sort of helped me out there a bit. She was uh, she was working over at um, Sloys at the time and, um, you yeah, know we're sort of friends with the Morris family and Noel and Davy and, and um, now they're all good enough to put me on I was still yeah, inexperienced at that point so you know, I thank them a lot for um, putting me on and a couple of those uh, horses that night were quite handy horses so mm. it was a big thrill to go over there um, my second race drive and, and get another winner.
1: You drove 60 winners over the next 12 months. Many of them were trained at Leeton by Shane Hillier, who had a pretty big team at the time and he was giving you a stack of opportunity.
0: Yeah, Shane was great for me. He he kick-started my career down there and, um, you know, I've started probably just at the end of uh, my trial drive, started driving a few for him at the trials and went on to the races and uh, he was a big supporter of mine when I was in the country and I can't thank him enough.
1: Mm. We'll just pause for a moment to clear a commitment on the podcast. Cameron, we'll be back shortly. It's good times all round at harness racing across New South Wales as the state's finest horses and drivers go wheel to wheel. With something for everyone, a trip to the trots is the perfect place to take family and friends. It's easy, affordable and action-packed, so get down to your local track and experience it First hand. Get all the info at harnessmediacenter.com.au and we'll see you at the track for good times all round. Well, even though the winners were flowing, uh, you were pretty anxious to link up with the Sydney stable. And your sister Ashley was already working for Craig Cross at Cobbity. She spoke to Shane Sanderson at Menangle about giving you a start. But it didn't happen straight away, did it?
0: No, it didn't. I was just sort of looking around for, you know, an opportunity. And uh, Ash had got hold of Shane, and he just, he didn't have a lot of horses in work at the time and probably just, yeah, wasn't uh, busy enough to put someone on and uh, sort of just uh, left it from there. And then probably two, three weeks later, he rang up and said he's. Got a few new new horses coming and you could probably um, do with a hand, so Mm. it all sort of rolled on from there.
1: Yeah, you broke the track record getting from June E to Manangal.
0: Yeah, that's right. I was uh, pretty keen to get up and I thought um, Shane, I knew he was a great trainer and he'd done a good job with the horses he had at the time and Mm. I thought if he could keep building his stable up, it'd be a great opportunity for me.
1: Mm. Well, you were here for only 10 months of that season. That was 2017-18 and what a run you and Shane had. Lurum Creek, Bazazart, Expressionist, Mind the Wire, Change of Mind, I'm the Smoocher. Terrific start.
0: Yeah, I was lucky enough just to have those really nice old horses and they just kept going around every week and picking up checks and picking up a win here and there and um, that was a a great time and we got off to a good start and it sort of um, laid a good platform uh, for the two of us and then we are lucky enough here yeah, to get Lurum Creek up um, from my area and he's just done a great job for us.
1: Yeah, you love that horse, Lurum Creek. You've won a total of 12 races on him so far, including several free-for-alls at Menangle and in one of those free-for-alls, he beat Tiger Tara.
0: Yeah, he's been a great horse for us. I, I love him. He's, he's such a fast horse and he just... Gives you a great feeling every time you, you go out on the track with him. He always gives his, um, gives his best for me. and you know, he's, It was a great thrill that night to win a group three on him uh, for Shane and, and the family and um, no, to beat a horse like Tiger Tara was um, massive.
1: Where is he currently?
0: He's on his way back. Um, We gave him six weeks off just to freshen him up for the Miracle Mile Carnival. So hopefully he can go into a few of those bigger races, um, nice and fresh, and um, mix it with a few of the better ones.
1: Yeah, Cam, how far can he go? Is he getting better all the time?
0: Yeah, he's just um, just keeps taking steps, you know, all the time. He's getting better and better. And you know, when he probably went into the free for all grey, were driving in quite pretty quiet, and um, he was getting home really well, but. I can just feel probably towards the back end of the last preparation he was getting stronger and we can probably do a little bit more work when we're up in that top grade now and Mm. you know every time I drove him he was just yeah he just felt a little bit better and I Mm. think he's got the next step in him
1: he's got no bad habits nice horse to drive in a race
0: Nah, he's a beautiful horse um sort of early days he's by rock and roll heaven he was a little bit um highly strong in that but uh he's Mm. beautiful now he's He's a lovely horse to work with around home. He's just such a gentleman and a quiet horse. Mm. You were both
1: surprised and flattered in the winter of 2018 when Michael Formosa asked you to drive his very valuable horse, Ultimate Art, who died, sadly, recently at the stud. Now, you won two races at Menangle on Ultimate Art and you were absolutely gobsmacked when Michael let you drive him in the Group 1 Queensland Pacing Championship. You ran fourth to uh, let it ride, but it was a big responsibility and a very big honour.
0: Yeah, it was a massive honour. Like, um, I was it he was, it was Michael's <laughs> big baby there and he just loved him to death and he'd just done so much for their family, um, you know, winning the gold crown and all the way through his career it was just such a great horse and, um, for Michael to put me on, um, sort of being, you know, he could have got a lot more experienced uh, drivers to drive him, for him to have faith in me to do a job in the Group 1 um, up in Queensland. Um, it was massive and, you know, I can't thank him enough and we were lucky enough to, to run fourth in that race. It was a massive run by him and, you know, he's just a lovely horse to drive. Mm.
1: Another one of Shane Sanderson's who deserves a special mention is Baz Zart. Now, you won six on him. And five were at Menangle. That's pretty hard to do.
0: Yeah, he was a beautiful horse. He, um, he had great gate speed. He was a nice horse to drive. You could get him in a good spot every week. And he, um, he probably come to our stable a little bit um, down on form coming from Melbourne. And, you know, I think he just loved the Menangle, um, Menangle track. And he just kept getting better and better. And in the end, he was just, he was just wanting to win for me. And I think maybe his last start he had up sitting outside him at Menangle, which probably when we first got him he wouldn't have done, but no, he was just a he was a lovely horse as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shane Sanderson is a hard worker and a very industrious bloke. He only works seven or eight horses, or well, that's the number he has currently. But he's at the stables very early morning to supervise proceedings and then he goes off to another job.
0: Yeah, he's such a hard worker, Shane. Um He's, um, he's always there at the barns, then he'll go and work, and he does a lot of night shifts as well. So he'll, he'll work all night and then come in the morning and, and hobble one up with me before he goes to bed. So, mm. um, no, all the rewards he gets, he, uh, he definitely deserves it because he, he works very hard.
1: Shane's wife, Naomi, is on deck every day, and together you and Naomi get the team done.
0: Yeah, that's right. Naomi's great with the horses. She's um, she's very switched on. She works well with the horses and, um, no, we seem like a, a pretty good team. We get on great and, um, now the horses are sort of usually pretty performing well so we must be doing something right, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, their son, Ryan, is shaping up as a promising young driver. Now, this might be an exclusive, Cam. You tell me he's gone interstate.
0: Yeah, he's recently made the move uh, down to Melbourne for the to work for the David Aiken team. So, mm. um, no, he's a, he's a, such a great kid, Rhino, and he's got a big future in the sport. He's the horses run for him, and you know he's still learning, but like we all are when we we first start driving. But um, being down there with Ake, he's such a great horseman. Ake, um, he's mm. going to learn a lot, and he, he can um yeah, he's definitely got a big future.
1: You had a couple of special thrills during the last season, and one of them was to win the Wagga Pacing Cup on that old Marvel Beetson, who was 11 at the time. Now, you've driven him seven or eight times uh, over quite a, a long uh, stretch of time. Uh, you won two or three races all up. Uh, the Wagga Cup win was a real thriller, wasn't it? You got there by a whisker from that big horse, courts in Session.
0: Yeah, it was a massive thrill, probably going into the race before thought, well. One of the outsiders, he was racing well. He'd won his past couple, I think, and, um, you know, but he was a, a massive step-up step in grade, like courts in session had been flying, and there's a couple of other nice uh, free-for-all horses in it, and we knew we'd need a bit of luck, but he just raced so good that day. Um, I was able to sort of rail through early and then get into the running line and, and make my move halfway around the bend, and he just kept trucking home for me. But um, he's been such a great old horse for um, Pete and, um, and the owners. Mm.
1: Well, Peter Trevor-Jones, his part owner and trainer, tried to retire him, as you'd be aware, but the old horse was having no part of it.
0: Yeah, that's right. He, um, Yeah, he was retired and then uh, Pete said he, he was just running around mad in the paddock every time he worked a horse on mm. track and he was just feeling so good. He, I think he might have had to have brought him up to the stables one day to treat a bit of greasy heel or something and he end up putting a set of shoes on him putting him back into work so <laughs> thought, man, it's all um it's all worked out really well he's done a yeah. great job since he's been back and no he's such a such a marvel
1: well he's hoping he'll get a run in the gulban cup on the 19th of january
0: yeah hopefully you just you never know he, he always pops up in those big races and gets a win when you don't expect it so um You know, you might be a bit of an outsider of the field, but you always know he's a bit of a chance with the right trip.
1: Mm. You got a big buzz towards the end of the season when you won a three-year-old Phillies Breeders Challenge regional final at Wagga on a filly called Western Secret who was owned and trained by your uncle Trevor White. That was a big thrill, but they tell me we won't be seeing her again.
0: No, she's um she's over in the states now. Um, Trev sold her, but uh, she was a great filly, and um, that day at Wagga was a great thrill for all the family. The all my aunties and uncles and cousins and were there to watch her, and mm. um, no, she done a great job for Trev in the back end of her, of her three-year-old season, and she's just such a nice filly, really fast, and um,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, to to get a big win for Trev was great because he's worked hard all his life, and he's uh he's taught me everything I know, so. To get a big win for him was, um, was great for, for me and Trove and the family.
1: She should suit the American style of racing because she loves to sit and sprint. I had a look at the replay just the other day of that regional final win and, by golly, she rounded them up quick.
0: Yeah, she was, um, even though she was a three-year-old filly, she's probably one of the fastest horses I've driven over probably 400 metres. Um, I think this style of racing over in America will third to great, as you said, and um, I think she'll do a great job over there.
1: Apart from the Sanderson stable, of course, you've had great support from a handful of other trainers. Uh, David Waite is one in particular. You seem to be driving all of his at the moment. Mary and Joe Rando have been very supportive. Uh, Darren Binskin puts you on from time to time. And if um, uh, Lauren and Shane Tritton ha- happen to have a few runners in a race, you can quite often land on one of theirs.
0: Yeah that's right I've had such great support from a lot from a lot of the trainers uh, David Waite was probably the main one when I first got up here he he uh, put me on a lot of his horses and I was at horses and um, really kick started me up here and can't thank him enough he's such a great guy Dave and we get on well and he's so easy to drive for there's no pressure there and mm. uh, he does a great job with the horses and um, yeah no and then the likes of uh, obviously Shane and Naomi and, and Darren Binskin have been great for me at Menangle as well as uh, the Randos with the Trotters have really kick starting me um, in that aspect and uh, so many others that have helped me out as well. Um, Trev Monday has been great for me recently. Mm. Had a big win at Maitland and um, he's been putting me on some nice ones as well. So can't thank all those guys yeah, well, enough.
1: Maitland win, Cam, that was a special one, the Intercity pace.
0: Yeah, that was great. That's uh, no, such a... A great race to win. It's um, it's like the the Melbourne Cup for the the Maitland region. Really up there. It's um, it's uh, got a lot of history that race, and uh, mm. to win it with Trevor was a massive thrill.
1: Benelong Valley was the horse.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's doing a great job. Benelong Valley. He's uh, been a really nice horse for Trevor and the connections, and you know every time he goes out, he he gives it his all, and um, no, he's been a great horse.
1: You're active at all the Tuesday and Saturday night meetings at Menangle. You're a regular at the Thursday night Penrith meetings. So you're on a 1,400-metre track one minute and a pretty tight 800-metre track the next. The difference is quite significant, but I think it's good for young drivers. It keeps you sharp.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. Um, probably at Penrith is a, a few more um, tactics that come into play sort of mid-race and that around the smaller tracks, whereas um, probably driving at Menangle, the, a lot of the tactics are probably in the first uh, furlong to 300 metres, trying to get a position out of the gate. And, um, mm. you know, and then it becomes sort of speed racing there at Menangle. But at Penrith, um, you know, it's probably takes a bit more thinking mid-race and mm. making moves and all that sort of thing. So it definitely keeps you sharp and it definitely helps when you go in a state to Victoria or up to Queensland, Albion Park, it's quite similar to the Penrith racing a bit of tactics. So um definitely keeps you sharp in that aspect.
1: You're race driving three, sometimes four days a week. You're working horses for Shane Sanderson six days a week. So you need a diversion. And your diversion is golf. You're pretty keen, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I love my golf. Um lucky enough to uh, only live a couple of hundred meters away from a golf course. So um I try and get up there when I can, when I've got a bit of spare time and um, get your head away from the races and just have a good time with a few mates and go out for a hit. But um, It's definitely a good distraction away from the races.
1: How do you go with the caper?
0: I'm okay. I'm, I'm getting there. Golf's a hard sport. You've got to play consistently to, to play well, but um, uh, don't take it too serious. Just try and have a bit of fun, but um, not going too bad.
1: Now, I want to give that sister of yours a bit of a wrap here, Ashley Hart. She loves the business almost as much as you do, and she loves race driving almost as much as you do. And after a couple of years with the Craig Cross Stable, she's now working for expatriate Kiwi trainer, Anthony Butt, who has set up shop at Menangle.
0: Yeah, she's um, she's going really good. Uh, she's kicking a few goals at the moment, getting some winners, and um, been lucky enough that Anthony and, and Sonia there at Manangela been giving a really good go on a few of Emilio's horses. Um, and also, uh, Anthony's brother Tim has been putting her on some really nice ones. She's, um, I think she might be four from four with the Tim Butts Stable and mm. been some quality horses for her to drive. And that's sort of what it takes to get you kicked off is driving uh, a few horses with a bit of power. So um, they've been great for, for her career so far.
1: Well, she's a sweet girl, your sister Ashley. Uh, when I was still getting to the trots as a trainer, I'd run into her from time to time at Menangle and Penrith and always with a ready smile, always with a, a an amiable greeting. She's a nice kid.
0: Yeah, she is. She's um, no, she's a, a lovely girl and uh, no, she's one of those people that always uh, helps someone out if they're in need and uh, she's uh, got a gra- great attitude uh, about the sport.
1: Hasn't pinched any drives off you, has she?
0: Oh, no, not really. I sort of got her in with uh, Peter Trevor Jones' stable there when I was driving early days on Beetson, and she's um, she's sort of taken a few of my drives with the claim there with, mm. for Pete now, so, um, which is good. Um, Pete does a great job with the horses, and she's had a bit of luck with him uh, recently.
1: Mm, good stuff. Well, Cam, you've got a birthday coming up soon, haven't you? A very special birthday, 21st.
0: Yeah, 21 in uh, in February, so um, no, should should uh, be be a good one. Uh, get the family and friends around and have a good celebration.
1: Mm. Well, at the moment, the exuberance of youth is propelling you along the path, but how do you see yourself long-term? Are you the sort of bloke that will still be punching him around at 50 or 60?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think so. I just love the sport that much, uh, can't really see myself um, ever doing anything else and I'm hoping to um, try and be successful for a long time and um, yeah hopefully you know when I'm 50 years old I'm still uh, mucking around with some horses or driving or um, you know doing something in the, in the industry for sure.
1: Mm, you enjoy breaking them in and educating young ones too don't you?
0: Yeah I do like the young ones um, you know it's something I really enjoy, um, you know, educating the young horses and, you know, that sort of horseman sort of side of things is um, something I really enjoy.
1: Well, Cam, it's great of you to uh, devote some time to us on the podcast. Congratulations on all you've achieved in such a short space of time and, as they say in the classics, the world is your oyster.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on, John.
1: Pleasure, Cameron Hart. Thank you very much, and this podcast was produced by Supernova Sound.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Harness Racing New South Wales.